Hey everyone, welcome back to our Prove It podcast this week where we seek to read God's word and find ways to prove it in our life. And uh, today I get to be joined with Kelsey, our kids minister and my wife. Mm -hmm. And so always love to get to have these conversations (laughs) uh, with with her. And so we are still going through the book of John, uh, jumping into John 13 today. And last week covered John 12. So we talked about last week, John 12 is really finishing up the first major portion of the book. 13 really kicks off this last half. Right. You know, the, the first half, we just see all these examples of Jesus doing signs and uh, teaching about who he is and his identity. Because, and John is including all this in his gospel because he wants people to come to genuine belief in him. And, but now we're, we've kind of come to the end of here's, you know, here's all the evidence um, now we have one final act to go and that, that really begins in chapter 13 today. Yeah, that's really like a pretty long section, uh-huh. you know, 13 to 21. Yeah. It's a, a big chunk of the book, uh-huh. almost half, yeah. you know, yeah. more than half. Yeah. And Jesus has, has pretty clearly, as of last week with the triumphal entry, it's, it's basically, okay, look at all this evidence. Look at what I'm telling you. Look mm-hmm. at what I'm doing. And then he kind of revealed himself finally. Okay. The time is here and, and I'm the king. He came in like a king. Um, and so now, now he's going to accomplish the the main task that that God sent him to accomplish. Yeah, and I always think these uh, next couple chapters, starting you know in thirteen, are are interesting because they're only in this gospel. Uh-huh. Like a lot of this material from these last you know little bit of time before Jesus goes to the cross, they're only in John. Yes. Um, starting right here. So yeah, and so and you know John is is front and center, very close. Mm-hmm. These are very personal conversations that, that he's recording, which makes this section really special. And it is interesting, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, you can throw 17. I, this is all happening in, in the matter of a couple hours, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, where most gospels, you're going from one event to another, and there might be months, maybe even years in between. This is just just a very personal intimate moment with him and his disciples right here before before he's arrested and, and goes to the cross. Yeah, and it's, you know, all of the other Gospels have been written. And so it's like John went back and, okay, mm-hmm. these are the things that yeah. they're not in the other ones. And mm-hmm. so I want to make mm-hmm. sure you know he, these yes. important things that Jesus said and, and did in the last hours before. Yeah, yeah. So let me just give us a bird's eye view of what we're going to see this chapter. Okay. Um, so so they are getting ready to have this Passover meal together and they are together eating. Um, but before that, Jesus, before he even says anything, he has this very memorable action where he washes his disciples feet. Um, and then there's going to be some dialogue with, with the disciples. He kind of reveals that, you know, what's, what's going to happen with them, that one of them is going to betray them. And, um, so they kind of try to figure out who that is. Um, and then near the end there, he, he, he does kind of start to get into teaching them some things It kind of uses language he's used before forecasting the cross. Um, but then he also calls out Peter too, that, that he's going to deny him. And, um, so we just see the beginnings of this, this time together on, on this evening here in chapter 13. Um, so I know, I know, I don't think we've covered a lot about Passover, um, but tell us a little bit, uh, help set the scene for what's going on. And even just in this room, yep. what does it look like? Yeah, I think, you know, 
first of all, Passover was again, just the celebration of when God had delivered the people from slavery in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this Passover was something that they were supposed to celebrate every year. Um, and it just was a reminder that, you know, God had rescued them, God had delivered them. And it, and of course is a foreshadowing of what, what God was ultimately going to do through Jesus. So, yeah. and back then they had to put the lamb's blood yes, on the door uh-huh. and that was what protected them. Yes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. from the, it was when, you know, they were passed over death, passed over their house. Mm-hmm. Um, um, not the Egyptians, but the Israelites. And so they were supposed to come together and celebrate this every year. And so, so this is what they're doing. They're celebrating this Passover, um, as any good Jewish person would have done. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times, is it that, is it Rembrandt's painting? Is that that painting where you, is that what it is? Is it Rembrandt? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember who it is. Um, but that's that, that famous last supper painting. You see them well, all. I have to look it up now. I know. I know. It, it's not Da Vinci. No. no, it's not Da Vinci. I feel like it's Rembrandt. Okay. But you're I, maybe right. I could be wrong. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But um, yes, that famous Last Supper. That yeah. Guys so, pointing. Yeah. Well, and where they're all just sitting in a line yes, at a table. Uh-huh. That's what of, we picture. Yeah. Yes. And, it, you know, we picture that because that's what our own table looks like. When yeah. we sit down at Thanksgiving, you know, you sit down at a big long table. But that's not how they would sit um, in that in that culture. Um, it was kind of a U-shaped table. Mm-hmm. And it was not a table where they're sitting in chairs. Yeah. They're like kind of leaning back well it's shorter yes. they're on the ground uh-huh. and they're like essence. leaning back you know so you kind of lean on your lean on one side uh-huh, uh-huh. it's kind of weird because so yeah you picture kind of a u shaped maybe a few tables uh-huh. and everyone leaning on the same side it's almost like not that they're all like spooning each other <laughs> but like there's more space right. but it's like you're kind of in that it's getting a little awkward i know but you're <laughs> You're facing the back of somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's more of a relaxed. Yeah. Meal, but you're kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so that's, that's how they would be sitting. Um, and, you know, the, they're vying for the, you know, you see it even in, they always do it, but they're vying for the most important spot. Yeah. Um, and so when they sit, the most important spot obviously is, you know, Jesus, but the most important spots are to his right and to his left. Uh-huh. And so they're, kind of vying for his, um, you know, who's going to sit where, um, kind of leads us into the beginning section there. Um, but most important, right. Second most important left. And then down on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, so interestingly, probably the seating arrangements here, um, probably John was to his left, just the details later on that we'll read about him, you know, leaning back against Jesus and, and talking to him. But kind of looks like the most important person sitting around this table was Judas mm-hmm. um, in that most important seat. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind a of a lot of people if they were kind of trying to pinpoint yeah. that that's maybe the makeup of, yes. of the night. So, um, mm-hmm. so kind of an interesting picture, but um, just to kind of get a mental picture of what it looked like, not the long table, like you see in the famous paintings, but just more of a U shape. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. So they're all around there. Yeah. And even, and Judas is an important figure in this section. We yes. saw him in chapter 12. We saw, if you remember, uh, Jesus gets onto him mm-hmm. with that whole incident with Mary, just a, you know, just a few days beforehand, right. they have this banquet with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Mary dumps the perfume on Jesus feet and Judas objects and right. says, this is a waste of money. Um, and John lets us know he's the treasurer of the group and he, uh, has been stealing yes. from them anyway. Yes. Yeah. Judas is, uh, we don't, again, uh, he's also the only, I think the only, I'm not a hundred percent. I think from what I remember, he is the only disciple, not from the Galilee region. Okay. So he's from Judea and from Jerusalem. And as you go through, this is interesting to me. Um, 
Jesus is more followed and more easily uh, believed in around Galilee, which is sort of the backwoods okay. area. Um, Jerusalem is the city with all the religious leaders mm -hmm. who are very opposed to Jesus. And so I, I sometimes I wonder if politics plays into this uh -huh. a little bit, you sure. know, because Judas would have been more from that area, mm -hmm. which had a harder time. You know, all the conflict that Jesus, not all of it, but a majority of it happens when he goes to Jerusalem. Right. When he's back in Galilee, the crowds are following right. him. And I know last week we talked about how the triumphal entry, you had these crowds that were, oh, Hosanna, you know, recognizing Jesus as this Messiah. And then we, you know, always say that days later, then they turn on him. Well, I don't know. Another thought is as he's coming in, these are the, these are the Jews that are coming from out of town. A lot of them from Galilee, right. but it'd be more kind of the city Jews that are more influenced by the uh -huh. religious leaders. So, so that's maybe another, another thought to consider, um, that Jesus popularity was, was very much in the places that were overlooked, that were seen as less than, right. and, um, and, and perhaps Judas, you know, we don't know for sure. Maybe that played into some of, right. his, you know, his views on, mm -hmm. On, on Jesus. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and, and jump in. I'm going to read these first five verses uh, to kind of set the okay. scene here. So chapter 13, verse one, it was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I, I like the older NIV says he showed them the full extent of his love. I think this is more accurate, but I always like that one. Um, the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Um, so I, I always just want to point out this, there, this is such a big transition mm. sentence at the beginning, you know, John is letting us know, um, all of the things that Jesus has been doing all the times that he said, you know, my hour's not here now it's here. Right. And, um, and I, you know, recently got a chance to preach on this passage. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me is John includes this moment of him washing his disciples' feet as part of this final act. You know, mm -hmm. now we are going to the cross, but if you are, and I kind of describe it, this, it's kind of the opening scene to the final act. Right. And, and I just think it's significant that he includes this in this new, this new portion. Mm -hmm. um, so any other kind of thoughts just there at the beginning that I think, you know, might be good to point out. Um, yeah, I think, you know, some of the things that I'd read, the, the disciples, they always are, um, fighting about who's the greatest, uh -huh. you know? And so kind of, and it seems like they've just, we, we don't know this in John, right? but in Luke, right yes. before this, they did just have one of those arguments. Yes. And so it kind of, you kind of get the picture that they're, you know, barreling into the room, uh huh arguing about maybe they're arguing about who's going to sit where uh -huh. you know and, and jesus has often talked about you know the least the last to be first first to be last least greatest you know he's he's talked about those things a lot but you know customarily when they would come into a room to share a meal um foot washing would take place just as a matter of like cleanliness and mm -hmm. um you know, just, just something you did before you you sit down to eat um and it would have been the job of 
the the lowest servant yeah. uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so probably it should have happened when they first come into the room, but they come barreling into the room, arguing maybe about who they're going to sit, where they're going to sit. Um, I should just get to sit here. You should have to sit, you know, all of these things. No one even offers, um, no one, you know, says, Oh, I'll, I'll wash Jesus's feet. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe somebody should have at least volunteered for that job, but nobody, nobody does that at all. So, um, Mm -hmm. Jesus kind of takes it on himself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, um, it's good to kind of think about that, that image. Um, yeah, I, uh, there's also just this portion here where it talks about Judas a little bit. We're going to see him throughout, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, the devil already had prompted Judas. Um, and that's sometimes can be a little controversial Uh thing. And we're going to see a little more that there's a point where it says the devil entered him. Right. Right. Um, and so a lot of people kind of argue about, okay, is this something that, Judas was just destined to happen right. and there was no Had choice in the matter or, um, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on what you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's definitely two schools of thought where, you know, God can do what he wants and he can ordain people to, um, to, to do certain things according to his purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the school of thought that, that God knows what's going to happen. That doesn't necessarily mean he, wills it to sure. be that yeah, way. That person still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there's several examples that you can look at in scripture that, that, you know, have Judas like things, Pharaoh, um, uh-huh. you know, there's Pharaoh when Moses went to him to say, let my people go. There were, you know, multiple times where um, Pharaoh didn't choose to do that. And then at the end it says God hardened Pharaoh's heart and mm-hmm. he refused to let the people go. Sure. Um, so you, you, there's these debates about multiple people in scripture mm-hmm. of, well, what, what did they really have control over? What did they not have control right, over? Right. Right. Cause there are times where it says he hardened his right. heart and then other times it says God did. And right. so, yeah. Yeah. And so even there, it seems kind of split. Like right. who is it? Right. Or is it a combination of both or could, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe similar here with, with Judas. Yeah. I, I think what's kind of interesting to point out though, is Jesus, it does seem Jesus is aware of what Judas is going right. to be doing. I think it's interesting. He, he continues to love him just right. like everybody else. Right. And almost knowing that evil is at hand, kind of allowing it to play out its mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. and just the, man, what that would have been like for him to wash his feet and to serve right. him and to know in his heart what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just think that would have been so challenging. But I wonder too, if there's not some lessons for us, just, you know, there are people in our life that we know are making poor choices that are just falling into temptation. And what is the right response? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I don't know, I don't have a, a solid answer to that, but I do think it's interesting here, you know, Jesus kind of lets it, lets it go mm-hmm. and, con- but continues to love and mm-hmm. continues to remind of right. his love for him, right. you know? So, um, okay. Yeah. Well, and, and I think too, of all the things that Jesus teaches, he's showing them first yes. what he's about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's significant too. So, uh, we'll keep going. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not know what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why 
he said not everyone was clean. So um, kind of just an exchange with Peter here. Um, I think here you can see that so often when Jesus does things or teaches things, there's dual meanings in, mm -hmm. at play. Um, and so I think that's what we have going on here. I think Jesus alludes to the fact that, hey, you, like if you don't allow me to wash you, you have no part with me. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's referring to physically right. washing him, but alluding to the fact that I am going to be the, I'm the only one that can cleanse you right. spiritually. And, um, and so Peter, as is often the case with the disciples and followers, we're not grasping the spiritual nature of what he's trying to say. After the fact, we'll look back and be like, oh, okay, right. now I get it. Right. So I think you have that going on. And then of course you have just the example of serving, mm -hmm. which is a very practical teaching. So again, a couple, couple things happening at once here. So right. anyway, any other thoughts about that? I just think Peter's funny with his, oh, well then just wash all yes. of me. Uh -huh. You know, it's, it's typical Peter behavior. Um, where he just kind of outbursts and <laughs> says yep. something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Just funny. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Well, uh, so Jesus kind of goes on. He says, you know, don't, do you understand what I did for right. you? And, and basically setting the example, if you're going to be a follower of me, this is the life that you're going mm -hmm. to be living. It's about service. It's about humbling yourself before others. And, um, yeah, I think that's such an important message to see right there, right there at the beginning. Yeah. And you kind of wonder how they would have felt after, you know, yeah. You know, I think conversations probably going on, they're probably talking and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe one by one, they start to get silent as they see what Jesus, as he goes around the table, you know, maybe they don't notice and, oh, then it starts to get quieter and quieter as they mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. what is taking place. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he gives them this, do you realize what I've done? Now I've, I've washed your feet, wash other people's yeah. feet and just that it probably would have been a gut punch to their pride a little yeah. bit. Um, oh, oh, you know, um, just, it's just interesting to think about what the the whole scenario looked like and, and how that played out and, and what maybe they thought about doing those things, serving other people, especially a lowly job like that is a difficult thing to do. Sometimes yeah. it's easy to do like the things where everybody's going to see you, it's easy to do the things, um, that get a lot of, um, you know, attention, but doing the lowly, the gross jobs are not, mm -hmm. you know, not easy. Um, yeah. and I think some people are better at it than others. Um, but yeah, it's just a, yep. And I think this act sets the stage for something he's going to say at the end of the chapter, mm -hmm. which I think this gives the image to it and, and we'll, we'll get there. Right. Um, so he keeps going verse 18. He gets back to referring kind of, he, he says in there when he's washing their feet, like what, not all of you are clean. So he's, again, he's kind of referring to Judas right. and he gets back into that again. Um, it, you know, says that, you know, to, re, to fulfill the passage of scripture, he who shared my bread has turned against me. Um, so he kind of keeps going. Um, at one point, Simon, Peter, who's maybe across the table somewhere, is trying to figure out who's he referring to? Like, who right. is this guy that's going to turn his back on him? So he kind of gestures or tries to get John's attention, mm -hmm. who's next to Jesus, and is like, ask, ask him. him who it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah, so then what is what happens? Uh, yeah, so John leans back against Jesus and say, Hey, who, who is the one who's gonna, you know, mm -hmm. betray you? Who is it? And Jesus, so probably just like a private conversation. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So again, you imagine, I, I think reading this is hard because you, you assume like, I don't know when I read it, 
it's like everybody's silent and it's one person at a time talking. Yeah. But uh-huh. this is like yeah, a you're meal. With your you're with your friends. And you're, it's, mm-hmm. They're celebrating a holiday. Yeah. There's conversation going on all around. So it's not like everybody can hear everything that everybody's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, uh, the, you know, people have speculated that maybe Peter was actually at the lowest place of the table um, at the end. So far away from Jesus. And so flagging John down um, and John then asks on Peter's behalf, Hey, who is it? And Jesus says, it's the one who I dip this bread and give it to. And then of course he dips the bread and gives it to uh, Judas. Yeah. And that's why people think that maybe he's in that other spot just next to him. So uh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when John says, uh, that is the moment. Okay. Hold on. I got to find it. Maybe you can. uh, Okay. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Mm -hmm. So that's the moment that, that John points out this was this was it this was when judas was fully following it's done yes yeah. uh-huh mm-hmm. uh, which i just think that's interesting yeah. um you know and again fellowship table fellowship eating together that was mm-hmm. significant and i do think you look here so here is judas that is acknowledging in a very external way i'm a part of this group right. but inside he was in a completely different place and i just right. think that is the height of hypocrisy and um it's just i don't know it seems significant that that's like the moment that john said Uh okay this is it and this is when yeah when it was a done deal yeah yeah yep and so um jesus kind of says okay whatever you're gonna do do quickly people didn't know what he was referring to and judas gets up and he leaves the room they were thinking oh maybe he's gonna go you know give money to the poor Mm -hmm. or um but he leaves and a very um important line john says and it was night and so Mm -hmm. not just that day but you know kind of in a spiritual sense right, too it right. was a dark a dark, dark moment so yeah it's interesting because if anybody you know had realized what judas was about to do i'm sure there would have been you know people trying to stop him yeah but it's sort of confusing mm-hmm. and it's just interesting that judas like i mean because i don't know if it's in this chapter or if it's in another um place but you know judas even says oh it's it's not me is it you know mm-hmm knowing what he's going to do. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh huh. Just, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird scenario. Yeah. And you wonder when he actually made the decision to go and do it. Right. And maybe, maybe it was, yeah, on his mind for a while. And Uh then, then that was it. Like, okay. Yeah. And there's also speculation about why he did it. You Uh know, like, why did Judas do this? Yeah. Um, what do you yeah so i mean yeah some of the thoughts that i've Mm -hmm. heard before one is and we've seen this we saw this as early as a year ago in john 6 when you know the people were trying to make jesus king by force and so some say that judas being a sympathizer to the jewish people Mm -hmm. was like yeah this is the guy let's force his hand and call him out and make him our our king Uh our deliverer kind of so that's one idea that's maybe a more noble like yes uh giving him the benefit of the doubt Uh uh could be that he just wanted the money that right. they were yeah, going to give. As simple as, yeah. yeah, I'll take this over. And, and was, I just never believed in this guy. Right. And, and if he was just stealing so hard. You money. see all these things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but he's stealing money anyways from mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It, it could also be that he just, oh, nope, you're not who I thought well, you were. And just and, the pressure of the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, they had the power and you don't want to be on the opposite side of things if they right. get the upper hand and it turns out, oh, you were with this guy mm-hmm. and we already see them attack peter a little bit here in a little while like oh you were one of him oh you know Mm -hmm. and and so he just didn't want to be on that side of it maybe right so yeah yeah, there's some different thoughts um so he goes on judas has left he talks to his disciples um 
and again, kind of predicts his death a little bit. He predicts Peter's denial. But there is this one verse here that I think if you have been a part of Eclair for a while, this is a verse that we often talk about. It really is the foundation of our vision to love God, love others, and prove it daily. Um, part of that comes from another section in Matthew where Jesus is saying the greatest command. But the other part is that we often talk about comes from this verse where Jesus has his disciples and he's, he's spent years with them, teaching them different commands. And he says, a new command I give you. And I've heard Andy talk about this before. And he always kind of, you know, uh, paints this picture of like, oh, what is this new command? Mm -hmm. You know, and the disciples are leaning in and he says, love one another. And then he qualifies that as I, as I have loved you, so you must love one another by this. Everyone will know you are my disciples. If you love one another. Um, so I don't know any thoughts on just that verse and yeah, I think, um, it sounds really simple. Uh -huh. Like, and you know, it's like, Oh, like love, you know, but like when it comes to actually living that out, it's, I mean, it's difficult. Yeah. It's and I, difficult to love all people and it's yeah. difficult you know he but by this all men will know you you are my disciples if you love one another so loving within yeah the body of uh -huh. christ loving within those who are brothers and sisters yeah. um you'd think that would be easy yeah but that proves in our day and age to be a very sure. difficult thing um yeah. that we probably don't do very well so yeah yeah i think there's a couple things that stand out to me there i think first of all just the as i have loved and so you know, looking back on how Jesus has loved these men over the course of these last few years and spent so much time with them, has, you know, laid his life down for them and um, has, you know, taught them and, and, and just all the, I don't know, that's a, that's a tall order. Mm -hmm. But I, like you said, I do think it's fascinating when Jesus is telling us, this is, these are his words of, this is how the world is going to know that you are a follower of me. Mm -hmm. it, it's not our, you know, maybe social action. Mm -hmm. It may not be the things that we try to do for the world. Mm -hmm. Those aren't bad things. But like, if you really boil it down to that, what Jesus said, it's how we love one another that is going to matter. And I, this is one of those things that I feel, and I can get a little bit on a soapbox on this one, but I feel that we miss this sometimes. Yeah. And, and sometimes we get too caught up in, um, yeah. What, what do we need to do for the community? And those aren't bad things. I'm not saying those are bad things. That's right. a good thing. That's a part of what it is to be, uh, mm -hmm. you know, be a person of faith, but we have got to build the foundation upon our love for one another. Right. And I think you see that in the early church. Yeah. And I think you see that. That's uh, what I was going to say, you know, you know, in acts, it talks about how the believers sold their possessions and helped care for one another. Uh -huh. And it was those actions, people looking in and seeing that the, the way that the church related to one another yep. that won people over. And mm -hmm. that was when, you know, many were added to their number mm -hmm. um, when, they, when they saw those yeah. things. And that's why we want people to be involved in life groups. We want people to be involved is, is serving on different teams. Mm -hmm. Cause these are the, the, these are the people mm -hmm. that you have an opportunity to love and to right. love well, you know, and, and when people see that, you know, when people are living out what uh -huh. it truly means to be a Christian. That's so compelling. Yes. And you want to be a part of that. I want to know what that's about. Mm -hmm. I want to have a love like that. I want to have, you know, yeah. a relationship like that. So yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, so yeah. So then he kind of predicts Peter's denial. Um, and, uh, Poor Peter. you know, right. you just think <laughs> Peter just, you know, 
I do, I do think he has good intentions always. Sure. I uh-huh. always think he does. Um, and probably, you know, when he hears this, it's like, what? You know, like, ah, you know, I just, I feel a little bad for him. Yeah. So. I know. I know. But I can admire, you know, I always admire people when they're learning something that just jump in and they just jump in uh-huh. and they're not afraid to be wrong. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. And I think that's what eventually makes him to be such an amazing leader yeah. down the road yeah. is it's just, yeah, he's. He is, he is what he is. So <laughs> anyway, funny. all right. Well, as we conclude, what well, maybe for you, did you have a, a moment as you read through this time that would be a prudent moment for you? Something that maybe is more applicable yeah. when, you, when you see it. I think, um, you know, just the serving aspect, um, obviously, I think that's probably one of the bigger components of this chapter. Um, and I think about in my own life, um, being a mom, being a a wife, um, there's a lot of things, especially, um, with, within, you know, your own family, within, with your own kids, um, being a servant in your own household. Um, it's being a parent is like of the most, um, like thankless jobs. That's the Mm -hmm. word I'm looking for. You do, you do a lot of things. <laughs> I think about Jesus serving Judas, and that's probably how I feel That's sometimes. exactly right. Uh, like right now, you know, um, we homeschool our children. Yeah, uh-huh. um, right now they're small. And, and I, you know, I pour my heart and soul into, into a lot of the things that I do for them. Uh-huh. And then it's like they turn around and blame me for everything. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, right now we're, you know almost potty training the youngest, you know, Uh like uh it's just a really thankless job. Uh Sure. But it is, um, it is what has been put before me right now. Yeah. And, um, service in my life, Mm -hmm. a lot of times looks like serving them. Mm -hmm. Um, and they are not ever going to thank me probably for a really long time (laughs) for it. (laughs) If ever. (laughs) Right. They might win their Uh, parents someday. Yes. Yes. Um, but it just, just, reminds me that um that is the job that i've been called to right now sure and um that is a really big way that i can prove my faith yeah is um being faithful in in the task of serving my children and serving mm-hmm. my family and um often i have a bad attitude about it sure. <laughs> um but it just is it's convicting there you know um jesus did something that was be you know, that was beyond him to do. Yeah. Um, but he did it well and I need to follow in his footsteps. <laughs> so. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off that a little bit. I think the, the part that stood out to me at the very beginning, I, I just love that transitional line. And I think about this idea of perseverance and, you know, it says that, uh, you know, John is transitioning. It says, and now, you know, Jesus loved them to the end. And I think about Jesus' ministry, and I think about how often he talks about, I'm just fulfilling what God has called me to do. And for him, that was a hard life. Uh That was having conflict with people in power. Uh That was being misunderstood. That was, you know, being kind of a wanderer sometimes. That, That was a hard thing. And... But, but Jesus' example for us is he went to the very end. Mm-hmm. He didn't give up on his faith. And I think the older, you know, the older that you and I get, the more it becomes apparent how, how fleeting perseverance is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and following Jesus is not always easy. Right. And we know many people now that have given up. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's just so, it's just encouraging to me to hear John say, Jesus went to the end. And, 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 and my hope for his, you know, that we see with his disciples and for all of us is that, that we would see that example and, and know that he pushed through those difficulties because we saw in chapter 12, we see in this chapter, we're going to see again, these times Jesus is troubled. This is not, this is not easy. And, um, but he perseveres and he does so because faith matters and, and there is, there is an end that is true and real. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I find that to be encouraging to know that he went the distance and, and I can do that too if he did, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us this week. We're going to jump into chapters 14 and 15 next week. And so as always, we encourage you to read along and um, hopefully you'll continue to follow us with us as we um, continue to make our way through the book of John. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week.